Good morning and welcome. Thank you for listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I am your host. My name is Sharona. Happy Friday. We made it uh, the end of the week. Crazy times we're living in, A, um, all the the news scrolling through the time, the old timeline right now regarding um, the latest in, in the Donald Trump, a.k.a. Steve Bannon administration. We'll hit upon that maybe a little bit later in the show. Hopefully in a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by a friend, a friend of mine, Miss Hokey Titan herself. We haven't talked about gaming in a while, so we're going to talk about gaming and um, the new Mass Effect Andromeda is coming out. I might actually have to go on a little bit of a rant um, because I've, it's interesting how um, how these gaming franchises develop and what happens to them once once these little indie companies get gobbled up by by the bigger bigger names by the bigger companies we'll talk about that we're going to have a little bit of of a sports chat talking about the titans we're going to find out how uh, she became a, a sports fan how she became a titans fan over there in hokey country and um, we'll talk a little bit about cats so one of the latest things that i wrote was a, uh, an allegory for you uh, using my cats and my experience. I was never a cat person. I always had had fur babies that were doggies, and um, but I've recently adopted three um, three cats, and so it's been very much a learning experience. So I wrote about that. <clears throat> Excuse me, and we'll talk about that a little bit. And, um, you know, we always talk about the hot stuff here, hot cat talk. And then we'll finish up with, with the latest in what's going on in our crazy uh, political atmosphere with possibly mobilizing the, the National Guard to, you know, the the ICE is already starting to round up people out there and uh, some scary, scary stories going on. Families are, are being separated and and ripped apart because of uh, prejudice, you know, prejudice and discrimination, hate. Um, we seem to be living, and you know, maybe we've always lived, and we have. Um, we we have always sort of lived in a time where where hate <clears throat> has dictated a lot of what we've done. We just seem to be more open about it, and and certainly having the internet. You know, having social media uh, makes it makes you all the more aware of it, uh, aware of what you know. We we see things happen in real time now, instead of having to wait for it to be reported and seeing it in print and um, with your daily newspapers. You know, getting the headlines the next morning. Now we see it in real time. And so it it's it, it's changed the game in a lot of ways, and now we we see it as it's happening, and, and as it goes down, there there's good to to that and and bad to that. So, um, but you know, we do seem to be living in in an environment where there's so much hate, and we was part of the reason why I wrote the story that I did about my experience with with. Iggy and and raising three cats, um, you know, I didn't, had never really 
interacted with with cats very much, didn't know that much about them. And, you know, I think that that's responsible in large part for a lot of the hate that we have in this world. We don't understand people who are different from us, who look different from us, who practice religion differently from us. And it makes it, um, you know, it, it, that lends itself to, to ignorance and ignorance lends itself leads to hate, um, which is unfortunate. If we, I think if we could learn more about one another, um, we'd, be a lot better off and we might be able to counter, you know, some of that. But it was a fun little story to 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 write about and I hope that you enjoyed it. We'll be tweeting that out, tweet links out to everything that that we reference and and talk about so um so you can see it and and experience it. I was able this past week to um to trade in a couple of Xbox One controllers to pre order uh Mass Effect Andromeda. As you guys know I'm a big gamer and I'm very excited about Andromeda, but I'm disappointed already. I mean I'm tampering my expectations regarding this game because everything that I have seen leads me to believe it's not going to be very good. And I, I should say that I'm a, I approach it from the perspective of someone who is a fan of the series, who played the series, who appreciates the series. And the you know the thing it's it's interesting because um, what you see with with these gaming franchises is. It has a lot of um, similarities with the things that you see with, with like Twitter and just a lot of other different areas. We don't we li- we seem to be living in an age where originality is lacking, um, and and this is one of the big problems with, that I see with Twitter is that Twitter sees. Snap face and hustle Graham and is like, oh look, they're doing that. Let you know, and they've got these numbers and you know, and, and growing and you know, instead of being Twitter and doing what Twitter does best, it wants to be something else. And that's unfortunate because you know, not only does it do a disservice to its, but it also does a disservice to to itself to its product. Um, not knowing who you are and, and what you are is responsible for a lot of failure, you know, in in this in this life in this world. And I suspect that's going to be what we see happen with with Andromeda, um, because from everything that I've seen about it, and you, the the latest thing that I saw is oh. Don't get your hopes up. We're not open-ended. You know, we're not what we were to begin with. With you know, the original game was very much an RPG, a role-playing game, in in the truest sense of the world. And then you of uh, the word, and then you uh, the phrase, and then you started to see with Mass Effect Two and certainly Mass Effect Three going away. You know, they've been moving away from from the things, in my opinion, the things that made the original game so 
special and so good. Not that I didn't like some of the things of, of Mass Effect 2 or, or Mass Effect 3. Um, the storyline in Mass Effect 2 are really, I really enjoyed. And the fact that you could you know, play as you know, a biotic or whatever and get a, um, a different training in a in an an additional weapon you know that was pretty neat so you know there's some things about it and in the third one you could really customize your armor and and your weapons and that was cool so you know there's a lot to to be said about about those games but in general it you know you you saw them moving away from what made it good so i think we've got miss hokey titan on the line we're going to take a quick break and then we'll when we come back we're going to have some gaming talk we'll talk some sports uh we'll talk cats and then we'll finish up with the latest in trump insanity so um stay tuned in you're listening to bat talk with sharona hey is that you Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hey, welcome back. Yes, I can hear you. How you doing? Good, good. Yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've got Miss Hokey Titan on the line with me. And I told her, I'm like, you know, I am so bad with names. Even, uh, you know, the old um, insult. Terry Brad, Brad, Bradshaw insult. You, she couldn't spell cat if you spotted her the C and the T. I am so bad with names that I that I can mess up an average name, and so she's gonna have to help me with her name. <laughs> it's okay. It's not a common name. Um, it's well in Spanish is it's, it's pronounced Mirza, but normally people will say Mirza in English. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm so happy that you we were, we've been talking about doing this for a good for a good while. Um like even seems like I remember like even a couple of year a year or so ago we were talking about maybe doing some writing stuff together, which I hope that you'll think about doing. I would love to to do that with you. But we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while. So I'm so excited to have you on. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Um, now I'm going to apologize. I have a little bit of a cold, so if I I'm sound sorry. a little manly, <laughs> no, it's probably it. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. I sniffle my way through through these things. So you know, I'm always excited, like like giggling little girl, excited when I get someone on to talk gaming with me. So I have to ask you, how did you become a gamer? How long have you been a gamer? And and then we'll talk about what games you like. Oh, okay. I've been a gamer for a long time. Um, I started gaming when uh, I'm going to age myself now and Super Nintendo, <laughs> when the Nintendo came out. <laughs> so that was my very first system. And of course, Me the too. Mario Brothers. Yep. So Mario Brothers was the first one. Um, so since then, I, I started gaming and I, actually mom she she's like, haven't you outgrown this yet? Because every time I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, there's a new system coming out, or I want this game. And even for Christmas, I still ask for games. And she's like, are you serious? Oh, <laughs> are you girl, serious? you like, for that. 
<laughs> we're like soul sisters, I swear. Yeah, you know, um, not this past Christmas, but Christmas before that. Mm-hmm. Um, all I want, I mean, there are lots of things. So, but I, really, all I wanted was the new Dragon Age Inquisition. And, right. um, and I, and I got it and that, you know, and that's the only thing that I, and I got other things too. And I have a wonderful family and, and all of that, but that's all I remember <laughs> I got that game that I wanted. And so, yeah, my first system was the original Nintendo as well. And I still have it. I still have my original Xbox. Now I have a PS3 that I don't really play much anymore. It, you know, it's kind of funny because I was trying out PS3 and, and the Xbox 360 and, you know, went back and forth between them. I just liked Xbox Live better than PSN. So I ended up sticking with Microsoft and, and the Xbox. And, of course, now I have an Xbox One that serves, you know, when they first started talking about these new generation consoles, they were talking about them, you know, being like media centers. And I was like, oh, really? Well, you know, that's kind of what I use it for. <laughs> Right, right. Because um, I watch well, Netflix, and you know. Oh, do you see? Uh, yeah. Okay. Now I use it mostly for gaming, uh, because I have the smart TV, so I don't, you know, I can get all that uh, other stuff on there. Yeah. See, I don't so, have a fancy TV yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that. Hopefully that will come soon. But my sister has one, and it is amazing. I'm like, okay. you know. Yeah, dropping hints, you know, my TV's like, oh, you know, Miss little Miss Whiny here. So, but yeah, I, well, you, I you use my... Well, what I do, you know, like, um, you know, Mom, I saw this really nice smart TV, like, you know, Walmart was only like four something. That's, <laughs> That's what I really do, I know, right? Price, you know? <laughs> yeah, so you, you, know, you start with the hints and you start early. I mean, you yeah. start now for Christmas, you know? <laughs> You can you know. get them really cheap, you know, on clearance and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. But, yeah, I use it for on Netflix and, um, you know, like they'll stream things on YouTube. I watch the presidential debates on on YouTube streaming from my Xbox. And, you know, it's it's pretty – it's pretty – the only thing – and I mentioned this at the beginning of, of the show, the, the main – issue I have with well besides how terrible the NFL and college football too really is about streaming uh, because I don't have a cable I don't have cable we have cable I don't have cable in my work room I just have my Xbox one there's not a cable box or anything but you know it's the the thing that the biggest issue I have is their controllers the Xbox one I have gone through two already and but oh, fortunately wow. I was able to, yeah, I'm on my third one. Fortunately I was able to trade them in and apply mm-hmm. that toward, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda, which we're gonna talk about in a minute. I wanna ask you about ESO, but before we even get there, is there a genre of games like do you are you an RPG player? Are you first party shooter, third or do you care? Um, well, initially I started, you know, with the Mario, the little adventure games, yeah. the Zelda, which I still play and I still love. I love um, And then the I got Zelda. into, I, I now, know. did you play, did you play Contra? I did. Yeah. I, I loved it when it was the two it. players, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was terrible at it. And my brother would always get frustrated. He'd be like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care, but it was I a good like... time. It just, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember you. Contra, yeah. Yeah, Metroid, the original, and the big yeah. surprise. Samus is a yeah. girl. Wow. It's like the first really um, girl hero because Zelda's always, you know, you have to save her. And I'm like, it's about yeah. time they make the switch on the game. Let's make Zelda save Link for once, you know? Come on. I was the Let's same way, girl. I was the same way. Which to yeah, me is why, mm-hmm. which to me is why Mass Effect was, so awesome and so cool in that, you know, and, and Femme Shepard was the, you know, she, I mean, just the bomb, you know, because she was one of the first and few female protagonists that kicked ass and took names. Yeah. I mean, I, that I like it. It could be equal. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so they need to switch it up a little bit. Come on, Nintendo, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the new Zelda, and same thing. Link is, looks like he's going to have to save Zelda again. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had kind of the, the same thing. And, um, yeah, but, you know, you that's the thing. You um, Even though, you know, you say, well, I'd like to have this, you know, it, you kind of get stuck with what you get, what, what gets offered yeah. and, we could do a whole show on that, what it's like to be a woman and get stuck with what's offered. Um, but, but we're not going to do that because we've got so much to talk about. And, and I definitely yeah. want to ask you um, you know, about some other things. We're going to finish up the the podcast with talking about Donald Trump. And I know that you have a you know, Spanish background, <laughs> a Hispanic background. And I want to ask you what, you know, what his president's presidency means to you um because i think that that's important but before we get there i want to because and we just i I don't even know why it took us forever to be xbox live friends and we still haven't played together girl i know (laughs) that's true and oh and to answer your question i love rpgs and first person shooters resident evil you know yeah Yeah, resident evil is a cool game yeah 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 i mean they've they've done like Changed the story a little bit from its original, yeah. you know, or, yeah. but I still enjoy it. You know, I know some fans were upset about it. I yeah. love the Bioshock series. You know, I don't know if you ever played that. I tried uh, it. Yeah. You know, I just, I, for me, and I, and I know everybody's different, but for me, I just prefer playing as a woman. And oh, okay. I, yeah, and if it's a game that doesn't offer me that, I just, you know, it's it's hard for me to, to you know, because, you know, I value, I have so little spare time, you know, at times, mm-hmm. and, and there's, you know, I'm going to play something that that appeals to me, and what appeals to me are, are the games that allow me the option to be who I am, which is a woman, you know, and not, have and, you, and, you know. Time. This honor too. You can play as a woman, and she's pretty badass, Emily. I've heard that, and I haven't tried mm-hmm. it yet, and I need to. Um, you know, it's th- there are several games that that have been recommended to me that that I haven't tried yet. So now I know you play ESO, and we're going to play together because I'm excited, and I want to find out if you're in guilds and all of that. But I have to ask you: <laughs> Did you play? Now, were you a a test player before? Did you play the uh, the original games? 
No, you know what games I used to play that was online that was more along those lines. It was you remember EverQuest? I think it was, yes. yeah, EverQuest. Yeah, I used to play that EverQuest game, and I always picked the ranger because I was like, well, I don't like the magician because they're kind of weak, you know, as yeah. far as life, and they take yeah. so long. And I don't like the just the brute because you know I like to have a little magic. So I always liked the ranger because you had a little magic and a little way. sword yep. and bow and you know. So I was like I like the combination of both. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of been in a lot of games. That's been the downside of playing a ma- you know mage or a magic wielder mm-hmm. is is that they are oftentimes too weak. And then in some games they get overloaded be- with you know some of them. It's it's interesting how how they do that, but yeah, I'm the same way. Like in um, in the test games, and I started. And I've seen um, arena and all that, but the first test game was the test three game. That was the one that I started with, and that's Morrowind, um, mm-hmm. which at the time was so amazing, and it still is. You know, there's still certain things about it, and that's why I'm so excited about this next expansion for for ESO is that it's going Mm -hmm. to give you that, you know, that feel. And it's so, it's weird and, and cool and, and, and awesome to, like if you're playing ESO and you, um, and you go to the, uh, which, um, which faction is it? I get the factions all all mixed up, but the faction where you can go Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, the area where Morrowind, now you don't have that yet. We're going to get it with, with the expansion, but you know, you see places that you, that you fan, that you played in like in Morrowind and Skyrim, like um, Riften and um, Windhelm and, you know, all those cool cities that the Ebonheart Pact, I had to think of it. You know, when, right. when you go to the Ebonheart Pact and you can find all these places that, you know, that you, that, and um, what was the other one? You don't have Vivek, but you have um, the the Fort Place, Ebonheart, I think is the name of it. And, so, you know, then mm-hmm. that's really cool. You're like, oh, my God, you know, that place from that other game. So that's, one to me, one of the cool things about it. Right, right. It gets expensive when we have all the expansions on. That's why kind of I, I cooled down on it because it was like, I just got this expansion, and now here's another one, you know. So it's, <laughs> they're not cheap, you know. I mean, no, the original game would be like 60 or whatnot, and then the expansions will be, what, 30. And so that's, that's still not cheap, you know. I'm like, yeah. it's an expansion for 10, 15, okay, but, you know, it's 30. But it starts yeah, to that, add up. So then that is the downside, definitely. Then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. And, yeah. Because, you know, Everyone's talking about it, and I'm like, I still don't have that expansion, or I still can't go to that level yeah, in that world. The, I mean, yeah, and the other thing that they do that drives me nuts that, you know, is just so greedy and, you know, is the thing with the um, the gold, uh, you know, how you can uh, go into the the store and, and buy all the stuff, and, you know, the costumes and you know, special horses and, and all of that. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, why can't you use in-game money to do some of that stuff? I mean, because, you know, for a lot of people, that's just not, 
practical, you know. Not everybody has the disposable income to go out there and buy and I forget what it is that I have to look that up. You know, the the monetary thing, the not guild coins, right. but whatever it is they call it. And I it, I can't think of what they how they term it right now. And, right. and you know, and some of that stuff is cool and some of it I don't care. And you know, the thing about it, it's it's interesting. The armor Overall, the the armor I think is subpar. Um, I don't really like a lot of the armor that that they have. It just doesn't look that good on women. You know, I don't think that they no. plan that. Yeah, I don't think that they plan that well for women. But it's it's interesting. So, what game are you playing right now? Right now, I actually have been playing the uh, Final Fantasy, the new one, the fifteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I was switching between that one and Dishonored 2, actually. Uh, but Dishonored okay. 2 is a lot shorter game. Um, yeah. And that one, you can be, you have a different ending depending. You know, you can be like an all-out assassin and just uh-huh. kill everyone in your way. Or you can be like uh-huh. more like a sneaky, you know. Or you can be in between where you sometimes kill, you know, if mm-hmm. needed. And then sometimes you can sneak your way through and that sort of thing. And depending on that, you get a different ending. Uh, oh, that's game. cool. So, yeah. So, but I, no matter how hard I try, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the bad chaos where I'm just all out killer. I can't do it. I, just I know, it right? I I'm feel like, bad. Oh I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm a good person. I just can't do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of the same way. And, you know, at first, like in ESO, I didn't really like how they did the Dark Brotherhood thing. And it's still, it's just certain aspects of it still kind of bother me but now did you play the mass effect series i played the first game and then i got stuck you know where i guess i wasn't able to level enough for this boss and it would not Uh let me get out of that and then that right there was just like i'm done i can't even play it but it was i mean for when it when it first came out it was a beautiful game you know it was like wow this game is gorgeous, you know, and from then I just, I didn't play it anymore, you know, but I, I yeah, it, it's still making it's definitely more. Gorgeous. Do you remember which boss yeah. it was? Um, I don't remember. It was like a female boss. Like I'm, I'm not, it, Oh, I bet I it was, um, yeah, I bet it was the, the Asari matriarch. It could. Yeah. And you're like, in this, that's a hard find. Desert. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then but you couldn't get out of that area to go buy more stuff or like, and I didn't have enough supplies, you know, and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, I've tried, <laughs> you know. Uh, Venezia or, uh, yeah, something like that is her name. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a hard. I rem- I had trouble with that at first too. It's definitely a hard fight, and you what you have to do. What I feared you have you can't. It's one of the boss battles where there's no shame in hiding. <laughs> you know? I mean, because you have right. to, because she, she, you know, she shoots her bodics at you and it puts you in stasis and you can't do anything. So you have to, you know, kind of, there's a corner in, there are like a couple of corners in there where you can go and you really have to plan your party for that one. I usually take, um, I, it's, I like playing with, with, an all-girl group, and I usually take Tally and um, Liara, her daughter, 
because it's you know cool to have her daughter there going, "Mom, what are you doing?" So yeah, <laughs> that is a hard one though. It 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 is. Um, I hope you come back. You know, we're not stopping, but I'm just we got gonna have to move on to cover everything. Yeah. We should have a a segment sometime where we talk about some of the hardest boss battles that we've had because that yeah. one is it, it does rank up there as, as one of the the hardest ones. The thing about the Mass Effect series that I don't like is that they've gone away from what made it good um, and tried to be more shooter. And I'm not the biggest first party or third party shooter fan. I'm just not. And that is why I'm prepared to be incredibly disappointed, even though I'm excited and nervous about it. I'm, I'm tempering my expectations about Andromeda because it does look like it's basically a third party shooter and along the lines of call of duty. And, um, and I don't know if you were able to hear, you know, that's the thing that drives me nuts about, Twitter, you know, and about a lot of these gaming companies is that they want to be something else. You know, they want to make right. Mass Effect, you know, Call of Duty or, you know, a, a shooter game where it didn't start out like that. And it's like, you know, screw you, the the original, you know, gamers who, who made this so great. And I don't know. It's, you know, we, we live in an age where originality seems to be very much lacking all right so right we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and move on sports titans how did an okie become a titan fan <laughs> oh that's that's funny um everybody always asks me because you know i'm in the washington dc area so everybody's uh-huh. like when i tell them i'm a titan fan they're like well did, did you live in tennessee or how in the <laughs> world are you a titans fan like, no, no, never been to Tennessee, never lived in Tennessee. But um, for the longest time, I was more like a soccer fan, you know, because my dad, big soccer fan and whatnot. Because I, and I understand yeah. American football. But once I started to understand it, um, you know, my brother picked his team. He was like, I, I love the New York teams, the New York Giants. I was like, yeah, me too. I was like around 11, 12, actually, you know. And and I'm, he's like, no, you can't pick the same team as me. You have to pick your own team. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I started watching the games and whatnot. And one day the Houston Oilers were playing. Okay. You know. Yeah. And I, and I I did the girly pick. I was like, I like their colors. You know, I their like colors were amazing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I like those colors. And then they mentioned the quarterback. You know, it was like Warren Moon. I was like, oh, what an mm-hmm. awesome name, Warren Moon. And, pretty damn good you know yeah so that's how I ended up picking the Houston Oilers as my team so I was always like oh my team playing my team playing and when they moved to Tennessee everybody's like so what are you gonna do you know you don't have a team anymore I'm like yeah. I'm still a faithful fan it's there you my go team. you know <laughs> I'm like I don't care and then some people were like well you know there's a new Houston team coming up when you know they fan out Houston Texans I was like right right uh so are you gonna switch I'm like I'm still a faithful fan. It's still Tennessee no matter what, you know. That's, so that's kind of how I ended up so. picking them. It was a Warren Moon, cute little name there, and then the colors, you know. <laughs> so that's how I ended up picking um, Tennessee as my team, you know. And you've stuck so, with okay. them through, you know, through three, thick and thin, and it's really been pretty thin lately. But, you know, things yeah. are kind of looking up. What do you think about – how did you feel about the 2016 season? 
I was excited, and then they started losing these close games, or for um, and then the offense. I guess I was yeah. expecting more of the offense, but I was like, "What is wrong yeah. here? They can't seem to yeah. score." You know, no yeah. run game really. I mean, it, it's what it seemed, and then we got gashed. You know, the little that I saw, I don't get a lot of games here except on the red zone. Sometimes, you know, I yeah. get to watch some, and it was uh-huh. like every time I, saw, I was like, "This defense, what is going on?" You know. Um, I mean, but at yeah. the end, I was like, okay, look, they're winning games. So I, I'm like, oh, I see improvement. If we can get the right pieces during yeah. the draft, I, see, yeah. I can see improvement. You know, that's what we need the right pieces in there. You know? Yeah, they well, really did come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Towards the end. Yeah. I was like, Towards the end. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, they weren't on the losing side. They were more on the winning side. And I can mm-hmm. see. They almost made the playoffs, which is pretty amazing when you consider, you know, where they were. And I know a lot of people was more okay with the Mike Malarkey hire than a lot of people. And, um, you know, Mm -hmm. there are still fans who aren't entirely sold, and that's certainly understandable. But, you know, um, I think that you – they exceeded my expectations because I said – Oh well, you know they'll go six and ten. If they go six and ten, you know that's that's good. And and you know they ended up winning more games than that. Almost made the playoffs. I mean, right. this is the thing that drives you nuts about the Titans. You know, I mean they were playing well at times. You know, beat some some good teams, and then they lose to the freaking Jaguars. <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, you know, I find that sometimes I find the same disappointment because uh, I'm also a Virginia Tech Hokies fan. And yeah. then there's some games I'm like, why are you losing to this team? Why is the game even this close, you know? So sometimes I have mm-hmm. the, the same disappointments. And there's been some weekends I'm like, oh, my God, it's a losing weekend, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. The Hokies lose, Tennessee loss, what, what in the world, you know? Well, see, I'm a I'm a Tennessee Volunteer fan, and I tell you, it's like you know, if the Vols win, the Titans are going to lose, or vice versa. And it's like you know, it's pretty amazing how there there's some similarities there between you know between what's going on. But you know, um, it's certainly encouraging some of the things. What do you think about Marcus Mariota? I like him. I like him. I think he's a good kid. He he has things for I mean, coming when we had Vince Young at one point, which was a right. head case for a while, you know. And <laughs> did you have, see he, he's trying to make a comeback? I did. He he it looks like he's gonna sign with the uh, Canadian League. Some Canadian yeah. team's gonna yeah. try and sign him. I mean, it was sad. I mean, he had the talent, but then. He got bad advice, you know. He didn't have the good people around him, and I think Mariota's a lot different. He's like a good kid, you know. Yeah. He didn't have the right people around him. He um, he had a huge entourage and, um, you know, threw money around. And, um, yeah. you know, the, the infighting between factions who were on Vince Young's side and those who supported Jeff Fisher and, you know, that schism and everything that yeah. happened there. I mean, it really tore the Titans apart. That that whole deal was, I don't want to say entirely responsible, but it was largely responsible for 
Um, because, you know, you don't use, uh, you know, high draft pick. And then, of course, Bud Medling. And I liked Bud Adams. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think Bud Adams did a lot of good things. But, you know, that he was so intent on Vince, being, Vince Young, VY, being the guy and, you know, force right. them right. to extend him and, and all of that. It really did set the franchise back. But I agree with you. I think you know Marcus Mariota is like the anti Vince Young and um, yeah. a, a kid with with a lot of talent, and he seems to be a hard worker, which Vince Young was not. You know, dedicated to to improving his craft, and you see improvement. You know, in his yeah. passing mechanics and his ability to you know to adjust to things. And the, you know, I think so long as he can stay healthy, you know, knock on wood and yeah. shades of Jake Locker who, you know, could uh, not. Yeah. And, I was yeah, so excited so. about Jake Locker at I one know. point and then it was like like you said, always injured. It was like, oh man. Yeah. So um I even forgot about him. I was like, who was that? Who was before me? It was so sad. I mean, it was. It was. It was really, really sad. But you know, um, there there are a lot of things to be optimistic about, and Marcus Mariota is one. And you know, they've got uh, some good running backs on the roster: Derrick Henry, Demarco Murray, and you know. So the the draft will be. Do you have a draft a wish list? What would you like to see them focus on in the draft? I think we need corners. Yeah. It's the secondary. That's my number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We definitely need the secondary. And I keep looking at the mocks to see, you know, what what, (laughs) I'm like, we need secondaries, you know. (laughs) It's the big issue right now. I wouldn't be disappointed if they drafted two or three defensive backs, you know. Um, It's the, the fact that they haven't really focused on that position, the secondary, has been very concerning to me and we're seeing the end result of that and that, you know, they're in a pickle when it comes to, to the secondary right now. Right. Right. And, um, I know we got gashed a little bit too. Um, yeah. so maybe on, you know, the D line and I don't know, what do you think about the offensive line? I mean, I saw that we got some pretty good run plays in there, but yeah. it might Sometimes I don't get to see a lot of the games because, you know, we're I think it's solid. <laughs> I think it's solid. I think, um, you know, uh, some of the players were a little bit overrated by some people um, last year. Uh, I like Jack Conklin. I think he's a, a solid player. He had a solid rookie season, but he was not as good as some people tried to say he he was. And but I expect that he's going to improve and get a lot better in pass protection. And you knew that that was going to be um, the area that he was going to struggle in. And boy, <laughs> right? Well, boy, did he! Thankfully, they got in some help and um, and. You know, used, you know, the thing that to me is encouraging about the current coaching staff is that they know what, they know a little bit better how to scheme for some things. Ken Wisenhunt and his group could not scheme offensive line play to save their lives or to save the lives of their player and the players, and that's part of the reason 
my opinion, why Jake Locker couldn't stay healthy. And, you know, it was it was very frustrating. But you at least you see a plan, you know. You don't see them hanging some, you know, third-string offensive lineman, you know, out to dry when, when it comes to your elite pass. Of course, J.J. Watt was injured, but that was one of the things that – I drove me nuts, but yeah, you know it's mm-hmm. it's definitely promising, and um, and I agree with you. I think corner secondary is is their biggest area of need, and of course, there's going to be free agency too, and there'll be a lot of of good players out there in free agency. So yeah, so now are you still a soccer fan? Do you still watch soccer? Um, I, I mostly watch it during the World Cup. Is what I enjoy yeah. now. Is watching the, the different, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually lived in Spain for a little bit, so um, I was oh, a big yeah? fan of uh, oh. Barcelona. I lived in Barcelona oh, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so, but that's, Barcelona over there is kind of like the Yankee fans, <laughs> you know? Here it's like the big team, yeah. the money team. They always win, so they're also very hated, you know, because it's it's like, ah, uh, Barcelona won again. Well, they got the money. And it works like baseball over there. If a team has a lot of money, they're going to get all the best players, you know. Yeah. Um, versus the other little cities and, and states don't have as much money, so they they don't have right. that cap or anything like that, so they can't afford the big players. So, so that's why some people hated both Barcelona and Real Madrid, you know, because – yeah. They're both the ones that have the most money. I, I love your accent. It is so beautiful. <laughs> what part of Spain are you, are you from? Is your family from? Well, I'm actually from Central America. I lived in Spain okay. because I went to take a course in photography in Spain. Oh, ah, okay. Just for okay. the heck of it, you know. But right. um, mom had a friend that lived in Spain in Barcelona. She lives a little bit outside okay. in the suburb, you know. Okay. Of, but I I forgot the name of the the little city, so I would have to take the train and then the subway system, and which is a lot better than here in DC. <laughs> what part <laughs> of Central America better. are you from, just generally? Um, it's El Salvador in Central okay. America. Yeah. When so. when I was in college, um, I minored mm-hmm. in Spanish, and we had um. The last two years of our, and I have lost a lot of what what I learned. The last two years, we had an emphasis in what they called speaking, and so we had mm-hmm. people from um, you know Latin American because, um, and I'm thinking back, you know the the. It, there's like traditional Spanish, España, I believe it's what they called it. And then, but you have dialects, just like we do here, you know, I mean, Lord, <laughs> I have a Southern dialect. Yeah, I have a Southern dialect. And, you know, you have right. dialects from, from different areas of the country. But we had um, some people from, from different areas, you know, uh, Guadalajara, I believe. We had a Guatemalan yeah. come in and, and his our my the teacher the main teacher that I had was from Spain um and so he had that you know that dialect and that accent yes and then you know they they would bring different other different speakers in and it was amazing and it's such a beautiful language I mean it's such a beautiful language yeah it, it, it can be a little difficult but I mean 
I enjoy the different. I mean, I can tell the difference. I mean, some people, uh, sometimes yeah. someone's talking to me, and I'll say, "Oh, that person's from Colombia," and they're like, "How do you even know they speak Spanish?" I'm like, "They have that little tone or that little accent," yeah. or I'm mm-hmm. like, "That person's from South America, clearly, you know." Yeah. Um, so you can you can tell a little bit, you know, once when you're familiar with with Spanish. So, yeah. so now you got to practice it. See? <laughs> yeah, I you know, and I keep saying that. That's one thing that I keep wanting to to do is brush back up on, you know, foreign languages, Spanish and and other foreign languages because, you know, it is um it's such a beautiful, such a beautiful. And English is hard though, right? And how it we is. do things and, you know, it's there's there's something to 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 all of it, but yeah, it's it it really. And at one point, you know, way back when, when I was you know immersed more immersed in it, I could differentiate between the different you know accents and dialects. But I cannot do that now. Um, and I was always better, and I still am. I mean, this carries through <laughs> to this day. I was always better at reading and writing. Yeah, Spanish yeah. than I am than I was at speaking it, and um, and I think that that's probably true of English too. But that's neither here nor there. So okay, so um, we got about fifteen minutes left, and, that, and we want to talk okay. about Donald Trump, and and this is a good oh, way to segue. Be, yeah, right. This <laughs> so is a good way to can, segue right? because we've been talking about you know, um, you know, people who are you know, speak differently from us and have a different background. What I'm trying to think of a way to to word this. As, you know, someone who um, you know, comes from a, a non-American background, what what were you thinking as you watched the Trump the Trump um candidacy and then of course the the, the election results? Well, I was thinking there's no way in hell this man's going to win. I mean, <laughs> I would just laugh it off and be like, there is just no way in hell. This man just is crazy. crazy. Um, you know, and um, I don't watch a lot of the uh, Latino channel news, but sometimes, you know, my parents and sometimes I would watch it a little bit. And right. they they would in the news, you know, tell them, you know, if you are a youth citizen, register you you got to vote you know and they were yeah. seriously saying this guy is dangerous look what he's talking about mm-hmm. look what he's saying uh you know you got to think about the families and you know the immigration policy mm-hmm. he's trying to say and that whole the whole wall thing everybody laughs it off but i mean what they worry about is more like yeah the what what you seem to be seeing now is the deportation you know where you mm-hmm. have you know ice going out and and deporting people and and whatnot mm-hmm. so um, I mean, they. It's scary. Hispanic, yeah, they 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 really concerned. And in fact, um, someone was telling me once he won. Um, I mean, my office was eerily quiet. <laughs> you know, everybody was yeah. like, I think we were all still in shock. Nobody wanted yeah. to even talk about it. But uh, I knew of some people that worked like uh, like at a McDonald's and whatnot, and they said that when a lot of the Hispanics came in, they were really not their usual happy self. They were really quiet. And, you it know, has to be absolutely look. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it has mm-hmm. it has to be absolutely terrifying to to someone with, um, you know, who who has 
um, you know, family or friends and, um, you know, people who are um, with with a background that, um, you know, isn't what a lot of people think of as traditional American. And and the reason why I'm trying to be careful is Mm -hmm. because, for fuck's sake, all of us immigrate, uh, all of our families immigrated over here, you know. Definitely, the only, yeah. I mean, the only true, the Native Americans are really the only one with any claim to being, you know, um, original Americans. And, you know, they probably migrate. I mean, when you go back and look at ancient world history, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody, and, every human being race has migrated somewhere at some point, you know. Exactly. Um, no. I, I don't no, understand. I don't understand the hate that people have in their heart for people who look different from them or talk different from them or think differently from them, you know, or who are just simply trying to escape oppression and torture and build a better life for themselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. We all have the same hopes and dreams and desires, um, you know, and and I'm generalizing because I, you know, I mean, I think they're truly evil, awful people like Donald Trump, who um, want to legitimately do harm to others. And um, but I, I think, you know, and I was having this conversation with someone last night. You know, you you may say I'm a dreamer, but I really do believe that the things that bind us are more fundamental and um, widespread than the things that separate us. And we have to work on getting those things that bind us to be the important thing, to be the things that we focus on and, and, and instead of hate and fear. Right, which is what he does. That's what he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's creating. He's just creating this this fear, you know, why by stereotyping dumb crap like, oh, people from Mexico are just, you know, traffickers and this and mm-hmm. that. No. It that that has nothing to do with someone's country, someone's culture. Um, it's a human thing. There's bad human beings. It, it has yeah. nothing to do that because you come from this place or you're from this religion, you're automatically that. No. There are just bad people out there, you know? Yeah. One of the things that drives me nuts, and I bet you can appreciate this too, is how um, is how hypocritical a lot of it is, especially when it comes to mm-hmm. women, because you see um, you know, you see a lot of chatter <laughs> narrative right. about you know. Um, you know, feminism and, and women who speak up for other women and, um, you know, you can't support and try to improve the conditions of women here in the United States because look at what's going on, you know, over in the Middle East and why aren't you ripping off their burkas and, you know, and all. Well, you know, they can choose what they want somewhere. to wear. I mean, they can choose. Right. What, yeah, right. I mean, just because we, I mean, Sure, I'd love to be able to, you know, go over there and single-handedly change the lives for, you know, not just the women, but the men, too, because the men are are oppressed as well. 
Um, but this this notion that you know women who live in the Middle East must have our Western standard of dress, you know, is not only ridiculous but it's prejudiced. Right. You know. Well, I mean, what's driving me crazy also is the whole um, Republicans and Christian Christianity. These men are mm-hmm. not. Christian. I mean, I mean, their God is greed money. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they're exactly. looking to destroy our environment, kill our animals, you know, take that endangered species. Um, Sell all that off. lands to make money. Yeah. I mean, and the you know, poor Native Americans with that pipeline. And they uh, want to keep us still fuel dependent when you got companies like Tesla who's making a lot of money. You know, with those electric cars, and that did you see? Uh-huh. They're making these solar panels that actually look uh, like roof tiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, and so you can create jobs and and keep the environment safe and clean. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, it's gonna be okay to pollute our rivers. I'm like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Then you wonder why we got new diseases or people getting sick this way and that yeah. way. Children, you know, being born with certain defects. I wonder mm-hmm. why, you know. Yeah, uh, we need we need to protect, you know. But but they're mm-hmm. in their mind, all it is is greed. How to make oh, it's, more it, money? It's greed, and um, they're definitely very committed to softening off as much of our natural resources as possible to continue to line their pockets. And right. but you know, and, and as troubling and <laughs> at times depressing as it is. You know, there are certainly some things that are encouraging, and one of the more encouraging things is that average Americans, we became politically apathetic. And hopefully we're starting to see a return to more average Americans becoming committed to the process and understanding that our democracy doesn't work without your participation, my participation, that's right. what being in a participatory democracy means. It it means you tell people who say stick to sports to shut the fuck up. This is my country. <laughs> I'm going to stick up for the things that I believe in. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's kind of yeah. how we got here. Yeah, exactly. Is, is, is being afraid to have the hard conversations. And, yeah, you know, it's just... Um, it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I agree. Look, immigration. I mean, totally agree. We need to do something. You know, you you have to just make some steps, but something fair, not a complete. Let's let's ban these countries. Which, yeah. by the well, way, I'm we already have a very. Yeah. I mean, we already have we already have an extreme vetting process. Yeah. And it's and, and, and the thing and, and the thing that drives me nuts is that um, it, the the you know um, we have an extreme vetting process it works and the the terrorism threats that we've experienced for the past ten years have come from within have come from domestic terrorism but you don't see white Protestant males being labeled terrorists because they're white, even though they're committing terrorist acts. We got to start calling 
calling it what it is. Terrorists aren't just people who look differently from you. They're people who commit terrorist acts. And white men can be terrorists. Call them terrorists. Right. But that's what you he's know, taking on this fear because you have, you know, the whole 9-11 thing and there was that group of people. But these are the extremist people. They're not your normal people that follow the, the Muslim religion. You know, these are crazy extremist people, you know. It's already crazy. Yeah, it, you know? it, it is. It's, it's very crazy. And we, we sort of got off. I meant to ask you before we got off the sports yes. and I want to add soccer, football. Do you follow any other sports besides that? Um, college, well, the college football, I like uh, college basketball. Um, yeah. College more than basketball. NBA. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy it. Even though Virginia Tech's not, they're improving. <laughs> but <laughs> we got a good coach, yeah. but they're improving, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm one of rare, a lot of females don't do this, and I know you do this, but um, you probably follow a lot of the recruiting and all that, too. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so a lot of a lot of people find me a little bit strange. They're like, you're a woman, and I mean, I know some women like sports, but they might say, yeah, I, I watch the game here and there. But I'm like, no, I watch the games. You know, I'm like on Red Zone on Sundays, Saturdays is college football. You know, day, and then I'm I follow the recruiting, and I'm like, I know who this little player is. And I'm like, oh, I remember him. We were recruiting him, but he went to so and so. So they get recruiting is so crazy these days. It really yeah. is it's amazing how much it's, you know, grown and and um, evolved and become such a a big deal. Yeah, yeah, uh, money. You know, money yeah. makes it, it, money. It, it, money draws so much of so much of of everything. It's yeah, yeah. And, you know, they say money makes the world go round, but other things make the world go round. You know, it would be nice if love made the world go round. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got some so, good people. There uh, are good people. people. We should we should focus right. more on on that. Yeah. Did you watch the Super right Bowl? Now, I did. I, I was like so happy, and then I was like, "What in the world just happened? I know. Why?" Uh, I, I, I was disgusted. I was disgusted. I was like, I can't believe it. I was it. really pulling. I was really pulling for the Falcons, too. This was so much fun. I hope that you'll come back. Yeah, definitely. It would now, do you, now, some people want followers. Some people don't. Do you want to tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Uh, yeah. I, well, on Twitter, it's Hokey, I don't even remember my handle. It's Hokey Titan. I think I have a 25 at the end. It's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We um, didn't get to talk yeah. cats. You'll have to come back and we'll talk cats, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can go forever with them because they're <laughs> kind of fun and entertaining in yeah. their own way. So, but that's all right. Cool. But it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. That's it for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Bat Talk with Sharona. I'm your host. My name is Sharona. You can follow me on Twitter, Sports by Sharona. We'll be back next week. So have a great weekend. Have a great weekend.